welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking about a subject that has affected me personally, affects many of my clients, and I just see it becoming more and more prevalent online these days, which is living in fear. And this is perpetuated by social media and all of this knowledge that we have now at our fingertips which can be really useful things like instagram and podcasts really helped me to get my health back and gave me information that i was never going to find in my doctor's office but now because of these 10 second clips and clickbait and people just wanting to obviously promote their stuff and get information out there it's meaning that we have these titles like the one thing that's going to kill you or stop doing this immediately. And I kind of do some of that sometimes. So maybe I'm part to to play here, but I always try and give more context in the caption. And I really avoid trying to fear monger because I know that that's not that help, not helpful. And a lot of people are dealing with health anxiety. And that's why I prefer to do longer form content here on the podcast instead of just trying to give you all the information in a 30 second clip I can spend an hour with you have you listen to me for a long period of time and give you all the nuances just to explain things a little bit deeper but more and more clients are telling me how overwhelmed they are they're having decision fatigue they're questioning everything they're becoming fearful of drinking tap water or even just living in their home and breathing in the air because they're fearful that they have mold, which I can definitely relate to that specific thing. So it's very sad and I just hopefully want to support you in today's episode if that's something that you're dealing with and give you some words of wisdom as someone who's also been there on my health journey. So I'll share my experience to begin and then I'll give you some advice, some general advice of how the fear could just be potentially driven by something physically, internally, but it could also be just coming from social media and maybe this information overload, as I was talking about. So with my experience just living in fear, it's happened many different stages, many different triggers and reasons why. It started as, I'll I'll use the term fear loosely for this first example, because it wasn't really a fear of gaining weight or having excessive body fat it was just that I wanted to be lean and I wanted to lose weight so it started as calorie counting me going to the gym doing back-to-back workouts losing weight and that triggered if you know my story a lot of health issues and then I became 
like the fit skinny girl and that became my identity people were complimenting me that fueled the problem and I was scared of losing that identity because if you have lost weight and had all of these people telling you how amazing you look that makes you think that you didn't look good before and if you stray away from that people are going to like question you and be like oh what's happened to her just talking about you behind your back so that was another fear of mine is like I can't gain weight now and I always have to stay like this because even though my health is a mess and I feel worse than I've ever done I don't want to put on weight because it makes it then look like I am lazy I'm not practicing what I preach this also came a little bit later too so as a health practitioner or a student nutritionist and I was at the other end other end of the spectrum where I was overweight and people would ask me what I was doing what I was studying and what business I'd just set up and I'd feel I'd feel stressed telling them because I didn't look like the typical nutritionist because I was dealing with my own health problems and had so many hormone imbalances and problems to address a lot of toxicity so I I would almost I'm probably over exaggerating and imagine this in my mind but I could sense that they were like taken aback a little bit when I was 40 pounds overweight and I'm telling them that I'm a nutritionist and help people with their health, which I was doing. I was still getting really good results and you might might have worked with me at that time. I still had all of the knowledge, but my experience was a little bit more complicated, a little bit more complex. So it took a bit longer than ideal, but I eventually got there. And then I I developed fear for other reasons. It came after a lot of other health issues developed on my health journey when I worked in the US for summer 20, when I was 19, actually, 2014, I think. That trip, I ended up with Lyme disease, severe food poisoning, picked up parasite infections, major adrenal issues because of the workload and the fact that I was still trying to diet and work and teach exercise classes for eight to ten hours a day and then that trip I realized I had a break from mold in my family home and then I eventually came back after seven to nine weeks and felt the worst I've ever felt. So I was initially glad that I'd got some answers from a nutritionist. I went to see a nutritionist shortly after because I was just bloated after every single thing that I was eating. My skin was a mess. I was on the pill this time because of losing my period when I was overtraining. So I was on the pill and I knew that that was kind of masking the problems at that point. And the results that I got back from the functional labs were that my thyroid was off. I had major nutrient deficiencies, leaky gut, SIBO, candida, at least two parasites that were showing on testing. But I think I had a lot more because even when the tests were clear, I was doing parasite cleansing a few years ago and it was still still present. I could visibly see them. But then I also felt, I kind of felt happy that I got all of these answers, but then I also felt really overwhelmed and again, scared, worried, fearful that I had all of these things wrong with me. I'd gone from having no clue what was going on, no direction, no hope from the doctors and the medical system to having, it seemed like a million and one things wrong with me. And it felt like my body was broken. I felt very like victim mode. Why is this happening to me? Why can other people go out and drink alcohol and eat junk food and be absolutely fine, not have to go to the gym, not have to be in bed by 10 o'clock every night. So there was a period where I was very victim mode and just blaming everyone else and very angry. 
the world and the medical system, but then I realized that wasn't serving me and actually holding on to that was contributing to more problems. And because I was so symptomatic at one stage when I returned to the mold, um, the home in the home with mold in, and I developed all of these digestive issues. I came off the pill. I, I got really sick and this was my early 20s for several years. I became fearful of food and supplements. So all of the things that I was trying to do to make me better, I would often have bad reactions to them and then I would just become scared of eating anything. And at that point, I didn't really care about my weight. I dropped a lot more weight unintentionally because I wasn't absorbing and I was limiting my food. I was restricting my food so much not because I wanted to be skinny at that point. I honestly didn't care what I looked like. I just wanted to feel good at that stage and get my energy, my brain function back. But I was doing these things and would have symptoms like headaches at like a minimal level, but then it got really bad sometimes. I'd have literal seizures, intense itching spells that would stop me from sleeping all night long, would drive me insane. I would have dizziness, I would faint. I would have migraines sometimes. I'd have to just like stay in a dark room. So I restricted my diet. It started off at the very beginning, just gluten-free. And then I removed dairy, maybe saw 5% improvement with each of these. So I just kept going. I thought I just have to eat this super strict diet and that's going to fix everything. But I know that now that was a slippery slope and actually just meant that I developed more sensitivities more nutrient deficiencies, and it was even harder to introduce those foods back in down the line. So I removed dairy, then soy, then eggs for the longest time, grains, alcohol, corn, nightshades. It was like I had, I felt like some relief, but it's probably just because I was eating less and not giving my digestive system anything to, to do. So obviously I was less bloated, but then I would just keep going. Like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I was actually reacting to all of them. It wasn't just in my head. I would have certain reactions from histamine-rich foods, certain reactions from salicylates. And it was very, very obvious. And I tried and tested it multiple times, but it just kept getting worse. And then the fear just exacerbated things even more. And I was unknowingly being exposed to mold at the time. So that's why I was super sensitive. I had leaky gut. It wasn't just in my head, but the more restricted I became, the more sick I became. I wouldn't eat out for a long while. I was worried about the oils and the pans that they were using and cooking the food in at a restaurant, worried about things being non-organic non and God forbid, drinking tap water. And it was bordering on orthorexia at the time which is an obsession with health, but it was coming from a place of sheer desperation to get better and to heal. Some people just do it because they have this intense fear of toxins, but that, was, that wasn't the case for me. I wasn't like scared of them, but I just felt like my body couldn't handle them. I, I knew that healthy bodies could tolerate them and that they weren't just killing everyone and causing major issues. But because my body was reactive and really weak at the time, I was just trying to do everything that I could to support my body. So it was coming from a place of love. I could have gone about it in a much better way on reflection. And I started hearing so many conflicting things, learning one thing one week at college, and then the next week hearing another practitioner online or on a podcast saying the complete opposite. Like one week we were told like animal protein and dairy products are bad. 
and we should minimize them. And then the next week I was hearing these carnival people talking about how that's going to heal you. And it's so confusing, even, even for me as a student practitioner at the time. So I can only imagine if you aren't qualified to, to know about nutrition or you're not even working in the health field like I was, because even I felt overwhelmed. So imagine someone who just doesn't work in this industry at all. I can understand how, how stressful that can be. And I would also worry about my symptoms quite a lot. I would have a lot of fear around my symptoms and this health anxiety, which is quite common. And I always believed deep down that I could and would heal eventually, but there was obviously going to be those days where you catastrophize and question everything. I would get an acne breakout and automatically go to, what did I do? What did I do to cause this? Or what did I not do? Beating myself up for eating something different or having an extra serving of, of, of something. And it was all gluten-free, homemade, sugar-free. But if I'd have a little bit extra sweet potato, I'd be like, okay, that was that was why I had a breakout. Next time, I'm not going to do that. And it could be completely unrelated, probably was. Or if I one night wouldn't do every single step of my skincare routine because I was absolutely exhausted and I maybe skipped my toner or my exfoliant, I'd be like, that's why I can't ever do that again. Or if I had a headache or painful bloating, I would always worry that I was missing something in my healing. Something must be off. I must um, I must have missed something. I must have a deeper infection that no one's picked up just yet. And then I would go on this research binge to try and find more answers, forgetting completely that the healing journey is not linear. So there are going to be good and bad times, even if you're on the right track. Like if I was doing a SIBO or gut protocol, and had been doing really well for a few weeks, maybe feeling a bit better. And then out of the blue, I had a flare up of certain symptoms like bloating or my skin wasn't as good. I would literally question everything that I was doing. I would forget about all of the, the positive improvements that I'd been having and just hyper fixate and focus on this one day or a few hours of a symptom flare up. And I would think that things are getting worse did me eating too many vegetables last night feed the bacteria the SIBO and cause me to set back is there something else going on that hasn't been identified I would drive myself crazy and the stress of this reaction would then worsen everything it becomes such a vicious cycle then a big one for me I know some of my current clients are dealing with this too and I'm helping guide them through this is why I did further training as a life coach and hypnosis practitioner, EFT practitioner, subconscious reprogramming to try and help my clients on a deeper level because I was realizing people who I work with have already done a lot of the basic stuff. They've worked with different practitioners. They're already eating well and living as non-toxic of, of a lifestyle as possible. They might have already done some functional lab tests. So I'm not working with the average person who's just getting into health the majority of the time. But the fear of things like mold can really take over your life or or heavy metals or parasites or bacteria. And it's hard because knowing about and addressing mold toxicity in my own journey was a huge deal. And it ultimately gave me my health and my life back. But we often forget, and I definitely did, that it was never just mold that caused the problems. I could have potentially lived in that home. And if I would have eaten gluten-free and never taken the birth control pill, really supported my immune system, maybe took some supplements, 
worked on my gut health and my digestion. I probably could have lived there totally symptom-free for a long, long time. But because I've had all of these other things like antibiotics in childhood, um, obviously stress and drinking too much on the weekends when I was a teenager, using toxic skincare products with artificial fragrance in and everything, that was what filled up the, the bucket. And then the mold was what allowed it to overflow. Or it's like a, um, like the straw that breaks the camel's back can often be the mold. So maybe you do need to remediate, move, or improve your air quality, or do some specific detox support to eliminate mycotoxins. Absolutely, it is a problem and it can affect health, but we don't want to forget everything else that led to your poor health in the first place. And you're still going to have to work on all of that anyway. The years of antibiotics, birth control pills, poor diet, intense stress, meal over exercise and then dieting, which triggered everything. All the focus and the blame gets put into one thing. And it's like we have the blinkers on to everything else when in reality, everything is important. So if you're constantly living in fear, whether it's about your diet or whether you're on the right track or your current environment or some more deep seated trauma, that your body has shoved right down into the subconscious, this can actually be just as, if not more harmful than things like heavy metals, mold, and parasites. Let me just repeat that. If you are constantly living in fear about your environment or about, or if you have this underlying trauma that you've never been addressed, these emotions that you've never released, this can actually be just as, if not more harmful than heavy metals, mold, parasites, or insert whatever, stress or toxin you want to just let that sink in a minute because I feel like that is the overarching summary of this podcast episode this might also be happening outside of your health too in your general life regarding finances relationships career family these people often refer to themselves as an anxious person or they tell me if I'm working with them that they've always been this way, their mum was the same, which is pretty detrimental, to be honest. And if you give yourself that identity, if you're you're telling me that that's just how you are, your words are really powerful. And obviously, you are going to feel that way because that's what you tell yourself or how you're constantly describing yourself to others. Living in this fight and flight mode with stress hormones coursing through your bloodstream constantly is going to cause problems. So a few examples is that your blood moves away from your gut health, impairing your digestion, contributing to bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, low levels of good bacteria, weakened immune system. When it comes to hormones, your progesterone levels and therefore fertility, menstrual cycles, skin, her growth, sleep can be affected. It can decrease your thyroid and your immune function, leaving you susceptible to infections, weight gain and fatigue. So that's why it's it's super important. These are just a few examples of how stress can impact your life. But when we think about stress and the word stress, people automatically just think of work or the relationship. So they think that they don't have a problem because maybe they enjoy the work that they do. They're in a happy marriage or compared to the neighbor or the, the friend, they don't really think they have stress. But I'm telling you that if you are constantly worried about your health or these toxins or whether you're on the right track or whether what you're eating is causing problems that is also stressful so this fear this anxiety 
comes under the category of stress. Now, I'm not saying never be stressed or scared again. These are human emotions and they're obviously going to happen at times and it's normal to, to feel stressed sometimes. But if it's happening on a regular basis for a long time or it just feels... It just feels like you don't really know what's going on. You just have this underlying anxiety, but can't really put your finger on why. This is where we can run into issues and it starts to become a problem. So cortisol in itself isn't inherently bad. It's when it's produced over a long period of time in high amounts, it starts to become detrimental. So I want to remind you about the power of your mind and your thoughts. We can choose our thoughts, believe it or not. And it can be difficult if your brain is set on these automatic negative pathways, but it is doable. And that is how the human brain is wired, is to always focus on the negative. It's like on social media for me. If I get 10 comments and nine of them are positive and really supportive, but one of them is like a hate comment and they are like bashing me or attacking me for something, my brain is automatically going to focus on that as opposed to all of the other support and comments that I get. That's just normal, natural human behavior. So we have to force ourselves to remember all of the good stuff that's going on. And as I said at the start, social media and information overload, I think, is a big contributing factor in recent years. And I think it's just getting worse and worse if you are still engaging in that. That's why I tell a lot of my clients to limit social media, um, just in general, the researching, because it just gets too much, especially if you're dealing with health issues, brain fog fatigue, and you're trying to work full time. Maybe you've got kids as well. No wonder you're feeling burnt out and stressed. The ideal scenario is that you would work with someone who is going to give you that guidance, whether it's a nutritionist or a life coach. P.S. I am both. Um, if you're searching for new things all the time, or let's say you, you're working with someone, you, you're on a plan, they're telling you to follow that for the next three months, but then you're still researching and you're still bringing ideas to the table or maybe we should do this lab test, maybe we should take this supplement or questioning everything if you're not seeing improvements right away. This is telling your brain or the universe or God, whatever you believe in, that something is still wrong and it's like you don't fully trust in what you're doing. If you had complete unwavering trust that what you was doing was helpful, that is going to give you results because that is how the placebo effect works. There's obviously going to be an underlying like physical aspect too, but if you research the power of placebo, which I have quite extensively, then it can be more effective than things like medication. They, they run placebo trials in every drug that's created and they very commonly find that the placebo, the, the sugar pill or the, the saline water solution performs better than the actual medication that they're trying to promote. So the one of the main factors in the placebo effect is if the person believes that the, the drug or the therapy is going to be beneficial or they believe and trust deeply in the person who's prescribing that to them. So if you really trust a certain practitioner, you've seen testimonials, you've seen results that they get and you really believe that you're going to get results, you very likely will because of the power of your mind. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided. 
because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, or suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics. The regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. A lot of the time on social media and podcasts, I realized at one point that I wasn't even learning anything new. It was just the same stuff recycled over and over again, but it was just becoming more intense. Like we all know that pesticides in non-organic food aren't good for our health and we should try and avoid them as much as possible. So that's just like general advice that I give to most of my clients that when possible, make these small shifts. So if you can afford to buy organic or at least clean the non-organic ones or choose the the clean 15 as opposed to the dirty dozen that are the highest sprayed, then that's good information. But if it's constantly being drilled into your brain every day and it's just getting more and more intense, like here's how the pesticides are going to kill you and really affect this and that, and you're not going to heal if you don't eat everything organic, that is, that is just an extreme version. And it's just taking up room in the brain, stressing you out, and it's not actually new beneficial information. So some useful tools just to help get you away from that fearful, these fearful thoughts and this fearful mindset is to reframe, number one. So there's no one thing that's inherently stressful. It's all about how you interpret the situation or the event. Take public speaking, for example. One person could absolutely love and thrive doing public speaking and it's the number one passion in life versus someone else they would literally rather die than get up on stage. That's one of the the biggest fears out there is public speaking. So it's the same situation, but it's the way that someone is perceiving and reframing and based on the history and their experiences, 
is how they are interpreting that. So just when you're thinking about things, just moving forward, maybe through the rest of the day or the week, and something triggers you, whether it is an Instagram post or something someone says or something that you read, just ask yourself, is this actually a stress worth getting worked up about right now? Or can I see things differently? Can I just take a moment, take a breath and just look at things a little bit more logically and clearly? Am I overreacting right now? Can I use some tools to regulate my nervous system and prevent me from going down this spiral? And it is best if we can nip it in the bud as opposed to letting our monkey mind take over and start to to spiral. And reframing just on your healing journey. Can I look for things that are going well on my healing journey so far and not fixating on the negative? Because the more that you focus on something, the more of that expands. Can I remind myself with the mold example that there is no such thing as a mold-free environment or a zero mold environment? So it's not realistic to never be exposed ever, ever again. That's not realistic. So that in itself, if you just remind yourself of that, not that you have to go and live in the middle of nowhere and burn all of your stuff and you're always just going to be this sensitive person who can't go anywhere, can't go to an old building because you're just going to have a negative effect. If you're telling yourself that, you will probably experience that. So why not choose better thoughts and create these new beliefs? And over time, a belief is just something that you've thought multiple times. So if you just repeat that, even if you don't fully believe it to begin, the more that you repeat and the more that you look for evidence that it's true, then you will eventually take that on as a belief. The second thing that you can do is breath work. So it doesn't have to be a full breath work session. It could just be you, it could just be you tuning into your breath for a few minutes. This is one of the easiest and fastest ways to calm the nervous system in an instant. It tells the brain and the body that everything is safe. Because if you're doing these long, slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, especially if it's combined with an affirmation, I, I tell a lot of my clients this, the affirmation, I am safe, especially for women, is very powerful. Because if your life was really in danger, then you wouldn't be able to breathe and think in those um, kind of calming ways. So when you're triggered by something, again, just taking a moment, pausing, asking yourself, like, is this, do I really need to get stressed about this? Or can I just do some breaths really quickly to calm things down and you'll be feeling better? Um, yeah, in, in an instant. Some general nervous system support are, I call them the foundations. I talk about them quite a lot. Sleep, slowing down just in your life. If you're rushing from one thing to another or that you literally have no downtime for yourself, then that's probably contributing to fear because if your, physio your physiology is signaling stress, then that's going to affect your mood. And that's why crazy intense workouts may not be the best thing if you're actively dealing with anxiety, fear, or you're prone to those things. Because if you're running, sprinting, doing cardio, crazy boot camp workouts where someone's screaming down your ear, that is pretty anxiety provoking, even for the most calm person. Time in nature can be really helpful. Like playing with my dog are just some general things that support my nervous system. If you hate dogs, then maybe... <laughs> Maybe that's not going to be the case, but to find something that you know calms your body. It could be knitting, it could be colouring, could be reading. Ideally, non-health-related books or non-stressful crime thriller intense um, murder things. 
You want to do these things daily, not just when you're in desperate need and in times of crisis. Because doing them daily, it's like going to the gym. We do these little activities and movements daily. So that means that our body is just getting stronger over time. And we're not just going to expect our body to be able to run a marathon without any training time. So we'll become more resilient if we just take time every day to work on our nervous system. And then another one is your blood sugar regulation. If your blood sugar is all over the place, then people have probably, you might've had the experience of feeling really anxious or feeling like you're about to have a panic attack even because those spikes and crashes can, again, change your physiology, which will change the thoughts and the neurotransmitters and the, the cortisol levels in your bloodstream. Another tool is subconscious reprogramming. So there's a few different tools within this, like hypnosis, EFT, and there's something called like timeline therapy that can help you to find and release the root cause of this fear. And it allows the brain to see things differently. I do have a podcast episode that I'll link to on EFT, emotional freedom technique or tapping. And the example that I did was um, feeling frustrated about your health. So that might be relevant to you, but even if not, just give it a listen because I talk you through how to do EFT and then you would just change up the, the words, um, the wordage and the focus and you can use it for a ton of different things. Like when I used it um, after a few months of moving into my new home last year, I had a bath leak and I had a little mini melt meltdown, not going to lie, because I needed to, to work on that fear a little bit more, which I have done. And that got me from, I'd say, a 9 out of 10 fear level to almost a 0 in about 10 minutes. So EFT can be really powerful. Another thing is trauma or somatic work. If there is a more complex, longer standing or deeper trauma that needs addressing, things like childhood abuse or neglect or sexual trauma, abandonment issues, a time you felt unsafe as a child, maybe your parents had alcohol issues or you just experienced a lot of... Um, domestic stress and arguments and fighting then you might want to look into this area but then there are some actual physical causes of fear I talk a lot about this on my nervous system regulation podcast episode two which I did late last year 2023 I spoke about how a lot of people these days are just talking about the emotional side and how meditation can help and Supporting your HRV and slowing down and getting into your feminine can be really good. But I also see the physiological, the physical things that contribute, the biological, so the blood sugar issues, um, the parasite infections, they can be a factor. So it just depends on where you're at. If you haven't addressed all of that physical stuff and you're still eating imbalanced meals or junk food or you're not taking any supplements, you're not getting out into nature, then maybe start there because something as simple as low magnesium levels can cause this panic and fear and tension in the body. But if you've already been doing all of that stuff, you've been doing all of the, the body-based um, therapies and you've been working on your health for quite a while, then it, it probably is more brain-based with subconscious um, subconscious issues or fears. And you've just got to the place where you kind of know a little bit too much about health. And then it's just becoming too overwhelming for you. Something that has really helped me as well is deepening my spiritual practice. Let me know if you want me to talk a little bit more about this because I've not done many episodes on it, but 
just in general, I feel so much safer and supported now that I'm connected to a higher power, whatever you want to call it. For some people, it could be religion. For me, it's more along the lines of the universe, universal laws, manifestation, energy, frequency. And I really can just trust now, and I have the belief that everything is happening for me at the perfect timing, the divine timing, and for my greater good. Of course, this gets tested every now and again, and I have to return to my practices when I'm having a bit of a meltdown. But in general, it has allowed me to be so much more calm and relaxed in my day-to-day life. And now I have evidence that when I look back, the most difficult times in my life, the most challenging, uh, the failures, quote, failures that I've had have actually been some of my biggest blessings. So if I'm ever questioning something, for example, with work, money, even my health, I always trust that I'll figure it out. And I take some action and then I leave the rest up to the universe for additional guidance and support. Again, this might be getting a little bit too spiritual or woo-woo for you, but I was like that at one point. I was like, what are you talking about? But after learning a little bit more and there came a point in my health journey where, again, I'd done all of the physical and I needed to actually look deeper into all of this energy work to, to get that last bit of my health on on track so my advice to you is yes work on your health overall investigate any potential underlying causes like imbalances with your gut or your minerals but if you feel like you've done a lot of that work and you feel like it's got to the point where it's become more mental or obsession and fixations around toxins and things that can harm you then you will probably require a different focus maybe less health practices taking things off your plate rather than adding in a new detox regime or supplement protocol. A lot of the time with my clients, I'm telling them to do less. They're coming to me on 50 supplements and overtraining at the gym and waking up and the whole day is spent supporting their health. Like they go to work and then they come home and then they meditate and then do an enema and then do this and then do that. And it's actually causing more stress to them. So I often am reducing all of the the healthy habits for them to see improvements. Hopefully this has given you some next steps or even just make you feel less alone on your journey. And if you want to work together on your health, not just on the physical level, but the energetic, emotional too, as I discussed, then I would love to have you inside the Root Cause Relief Package. This is my signature six-month one-to-one package that will allow us to go deeper with your healing. And I'm currently taking on clients and I noticed this on Instagram recently, but there's actually going to be an upgrade coming to this package in a few months' time which you will then automatically be granted into when you sign up at no extra cost. It will hopefully be complete in May, but it's just going to be this online library, this online resource that has just got so much more education and tips and guides and videos for you. So if you sign up before May, and to everyone who's already part of the Root Calls Relief Package, that'll be if if you work with me one-on-one after January 2023, then you will get automatically upgraded and added to that that, um, extra bonus. Otherwise, after May, so once I've launched it, there will be a price increase um, to anyone new who has signed up. It will be this like healing hub, I'd like to call it, with so much more to support you whilst we work together. 
there'll be a section on mindset and it'll include some of the tools that I've discussed today to help you rewire your subconscious, such as hypnosis, journal prompts, and videos on subjects like limiting belief. Deeper dives into nutrition, detox practices like coffee enemas, so really holistic, a holistic resource for you to just get even better results with. I'm so excited for it. I've even asked my Pilates teacher, Katie, to film some Pilates workouts, which you'll get access to. And she is the best. I love her workouts. So I can't wait to show them and even just have them for myself, something to do at home. This will be an ever-growing library to accompany your personalized supplement protocol. And again, if you sign up before the price increase and official release in May, you'll get access to this at the current prices. Check out the root cause relief link in the show notes. You can also book a 30-minute enrollment call if you just want to chat a little bit further before going ahead, or you can just apply to work with me by completing the form on the webpage. If you are ready to go, ready to start, then I would love to have you. So I don't want you to let this fear hold you back any longer because everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of this fear. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back here next week for another episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top-level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.